If you have your Bibles this morning, let's get ready. And if you have the cheat tabs, that's even better. Luke chapter 11, verse 13 through 15, it says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, give me my share of the estate. And so the father divided his property between the two boys. And not long after that, the younger son that asked for that, he said, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 5. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Everyone say wait. Wait. But wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today, and I thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. Lord, I ask that in the next few moments, somehow you would say something that would speak to all of us, that would speak to hearts, that would speak to these children. Lord, that would speak to us as parents, as grandparents, wherever we are on this road of life, God, that we have influence in someone's life. We influence someone. There's someone here today or someone we know in our circle of life that we are influencing. Help us, God, to to be a godly influence, to mirror you and not to mirror the ugly side of ourselves. Lord, to show the good parts of you, not the bad parts of us. We desperately need you in our lives. We need you in our homes. Clearly, God, we need you in our families. Lord, restore families today. Heal where we're broken. Strengthen us where we're weak. We ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. And everyone says, amen. So may give the Lord a praise today as you're seated in his house. Amen, amen. A couple of housekeeping duties I want to make you aware of. Uh, For those that attend here regularly, our our new quarterly devotionals are out. And so this is 90 days worth of daily devotionals for you. And uh, we encourage all of our people, please, to take one. While these are free, uh, we do ask for a donation of $5. We've paid for these up front. Help us offset the cost in any way that is is much appreciated. You You can give online to do this. You can contribute out in the lobby with the machine, or you can... Later, if you want to uh, give today, you can to. Uh, but please pick these up. These are outside, located at the uh, Welcome Center in the foyer, and we want you to have one. So uh, be sure to pick up your devotionals. How many would raise your hand and say, you know what, I grabbed one of these? Let me see your hands all across this place. How many? You want know, sure a lot of hands going up. So be sure to grab these. And you know what? Leave them at the do- Take your old ones. Leave them at the doctor's, the dentist. Take them to your neighbor, whatever. Buy one for yourself. Get one for your friend, your neighbor. These are great, great to have. So we are in a new series called Family Circus. Everyone say Family Circus. How many parents out there would say, my family is like a circus? Appropriate. Sure. Sure. You're like, Pastor Matt, my kids are up there. You know, you see how what a circus it is in my house. Sure, every family is a circus. In fact, when we were brainstorming and and strategizing about this series, and we wrote families of a big whiteboard in my office, and we wrote families up there, and and I began to notice and said, you know what, you can't spell lies or families without lies, you know, when you, when you look at it. And families are like a circus. They're, it's like a circus every day. Raising kids is like a circus. I heard, I heard uh, uh, one educator say one time, raising kids is like nailing jello to a tree. It's just, it's just almost impossible to do. Now, some of you will get that later. You might go try at home and try it. Like, wait a minute, you can nail jello to a tree. It's, it's tough. Raising kids is tough. Being a grandparent, I'm not a grandparent, but I've, my kids have stayed with my parents. My brother's kids, all of them, all four of them have stayed with my parents before. You know, my dad looks like he's lost about a week worth of sleep, you know. So I know grandparenting can be hard at times. You know that we have grandparents 
in our church right now who, who've raised one set of kids, and their kids have gone off and done silly, crazy things, and now they're raising their kids' kids all over again. And so we have people from all different walks of life. Main thing that I want you to remember this morning, church, is if, if you're taking notes, I hope that you are, write this down, is that I influence somebody. Now look at your neighbor and say, you are, you are an influencer. You influence somebody. Somebody around you, you influence. You can stop repeating. I should have clarified that. With adults, get that. So when I think about the things that, how I influence, my daughter is here today. She's sitting on the front row. When I think about how we influence, I think about there are times in my life, parents, I don't know if you can identify with, but there have been moments in my life where I've ingre- I've, I have regretted my influence. Let me say that again. I, I have regretted my influence. I'm okay admitting that I am not the perfect parent. I'm not the perfect pastor. I'm not the perfect anything. In my parenting skills of raising my children, I'm flawed. That There's going to be moments that, that we get it wrong. Parents, there are moments where, where there are going to be moments in our life parenting that we're going to want that back. Now, kids, you're up here. Kids, I need you to look at me and help me out on this. Have there ever been a time in your life, you know, your, your long life that you've lived that your parents have told you to do something that you didn't want to do? Yeah. Like make you come sit up here at the front or something? I don't know. No. I can't do that. No. I want to do that. And there, now what about for the rest of the kids out here? Parents, have there been times that your parents asked you to do stuff that you didn't want to do? Sure. And it's not just doing stuff that we want to do. Being a godly influence, being the influence that God has called us to be. And then this culture that we live in, parents, grandparents, this culture in which we live. Many of you follow me on Facebook, and I follow you. I see your comments. You're watching the same news that I watch. You read the same papers that I read. You interact with the same people that I interact. Raising these beautiful children is a chore, isn't it, in this culture in which we live. Come on, parents. It's tough. It's a challenge. I don't know one parent out there who can say, you know what, it's easy breezy. It's, it's easy to raise these kids in this culture. You know, you can even homeschool your kids and still not keep the culture away from them. The world will find a way in. Let me say that again. The world will find a way in. The world will find a way in to influence all of us on some level. Now, parent, I want you to reflect on everything that I just said up to this moment and really let it sink in how important your influence is is on our children. That God has looked down on us as parents, as grandparents. Says, God has said, I trust you enough with this child. I trust you enough with this life. I trust you enough. Listen to me, parent. All eyes on me. I trust you enough with this eternal soul. Now think about your influence. Now think about the decisions that you make as a parent. Grandparents. Think about your decisions now that you make. When you think on terms of eternity, that this is a soul here today before us. That makes things tough, doesn't it? My parents are in the house today, sitting about there. Dad and mom, wave your hand in the air like you just don't care. I'm surprised she's not texting me right now during the message, telling me something I need to do. I, I'm not for sure, but uh. <laughs> those who are here Mother's Day, I had a copter mom, you know, always hovering above you. Uh, but when I, when, I think about, when I think about parenting, not only do I think about influencing, 
but I think about inheritance. Everyone say inheritance. inheritance. Now, for you kids that don't know what inheritance is, that's, that's the stuff that your parents have that you're going to get someday. So they may have a lot of stuff, and you're like, yay, I'm going to get some cool stuff. Or maybe you're not going to get anything. Aiden, come up here, buddy. This is my buddy, Aiden. Give Aiden a big hand. Uh, this is uh, one of ten children that Nick and Megan have. <laughs> okay, okay. I had to say it. I had to say it. For those who don't know who Nick and Megan are, the lady that was singing right over here, that was Megan, wave your hand in the air, Megan, like you just took her. And Nick just got a promotion this week at work. Nick just got promoted. And this is uh, their oldest son, Aiden. And uh, if you want to know the theory of relativity or... Uh, Pi or any of those things, Aiden can tell you what this kid is. Trust me, you don't want to get in a th- theological debate with this guy. He's smart. Don't smell that bad. All right, so let me come on this side of you because my mic is right here. So I asked, I, want, I wanted Aiden to think about this as we're talking about inheritance. I said, you know, Aiden, I said, um, is there anything cool that your dad or your mom has that you would want? So come a little closer so they can hear when you talk. His dad's hockey stick. You know what, Nick? I think that was prophetic. Oh, he's shaking his head. No, that's not a lie. Let's give Aiden a big hand. Now, the truth is, Aiden, you're going to get that one way or the other someday. So, because your mom will find a way to get it to you. So, um, inheritance. What is inheritance? Inheritance for a lot of people. For us as believers, it's one thing. And I'm going to paint this picture for you. But... For some people, for the world, inheritance is stuff. Everybody say stuff. Stuff. Right? So John and I aren't going to have much inheritance because my parents are traveling all the time. And I'm like, hey, stop going places. Stop doing all that. Leave a little for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) inheritance is a lot of things. Inheritance might be jewelry. It might be land. It might be homes. It might be cars. It might be hockey sticks. It might be knives or guns or clothes or whatever that your, your parents have. Someday when, when they go on to be with the Lord, they're in their will. Hopefully you're written in it. And, uh, and they're going to leave you an inheritance. Some people have a big inheritance. Some people have a lot of stuff. They have to get lawyers after lawyers to write up all of their stuff because they want to make sure that it's, it's gone to the right person. It's, it's gone to the right place. Now, For those that aren't familiar with all this terminology, let me just tell you, the recipient of an inheritance is called the heir, right? So you have someone who is leaving the inheritance. The person receiving the inheritance is called the heir. I want to say heir. Not hair, but heir. Maybe the heir has a lot of hair, but the heir. You're the the heir of it. You're the the recipient of the inheritance. Kids, guess what? Someday you're going to get your parents' stuff, whatever they have or whatever they don't have. Now, and then there's some of us that maybe we just, have a, we just have little. We don't need a lawyer or anybody to tell us. You're like, I got it in my hand right here. This is all I got. You can have it. There are things that I have, and, and uh, I know that John and I did this with my father, and now that my son comes along and does this with me, Roxy's not so much into all of this. She's more into art, and, and she's calm, and she's quiet. and You know, she's not really into the, 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 the violent things of life. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, you know. But boys are into knives. You know, boys are into nunchucks and ninja stars and, and swords and, you know, those kind of things. They're just boy things. And, and so along those lines, the things that I have, when, when Harrison sees some of those things, he's like, oh, Dad, man, I, I want that. Can I have that? And, and my response is, son, it's whatever I have is yours anyways. 
and it's your mother's and, and all that stuff. You know, it's whatever it has is yours. And, and you know, you, you can have it. It's, it's yours. It's, it's, it, what it, what's mine is yours. Come on, parents, are you with me? And, and now there are some things, though. There are some things that, yes, they belong to my children. Even now, they're theirs. If I leave this planet today, they're theirs. They're the heir of my grand fortune that is before them. <laughs> my huge kingdom that I have built that will someday be past them. It's all of theirs. Listen to me, parents. But not, they don't get everything right now. There are some things that are rightfully my children's simply because they're my kids. Just because they hold my name and I am their father, there are some things that is rightfully theirs. It doesn't mean that they get it all today. There are some things that someday I will give to my children that I cannot give to them right now because they just won't get it. There are some things that I have in this life that they can't be responsible for. I can't give them a car right now because they're not old enough to drive. But someday my truck, my cars will go to them. Someday they'll get their own, hopefully. So are you with me today, church? We have inheritance. We have those that receive. So before us today, if you're a parent, you're looking up here, you have an heir before you. You have a child here. This is your heir. This is the one that is going to receive your wealth, that is going to receive your kingdom. This is the one that will get everything that you have. Listen to what the Bible says about this. In Matthew 21, 38. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. Galatians 4, 1 through 7. He says, what am I saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of this world. Everyone listen up. But when the set time had fully come, remember what I told you, in God's timing, the inheritance comes when it's God's time. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship, because we are his sons God sent the Spirit to us, and we cry, Abba, Father. And since you are His child, God has made you an heir. Now, I said a lot, and I hope that you caught it all. Thanks, Mom. I love you, too. Um, told you she'd be texting me. God made us heirs. Listen, church, I said a lot in the Scriptures. Kids, check this out. You get stuff. Adults, we get stuff from God. But more importantly, we get salvation. God gives us his kingdom. He says, because the kingdom is mine, and now that Jesus died for you, you are now called sons and daughters. Here, the kingdom is yours. Often as believers, we want to go after the stuff of God. What have you done for me lately, God? Amen? Come on now. God, what have you done for me? Have you blessed me lately? Have you healed me lately? Have you, have you touched my finance book lately? And, and I want to be your kid if you've done something for me lately. And it's, God, what have you done for me now? And he's saying, I'll give you my stuff. Don't miss out on the most precious thing that I can give to you, which is my son. And he says, because I've given you my son, because I've died for you, now everything that I have is now yours. Look at your neighbor and say, everything, everything. Is, now yours. is now yours. In fact, Jesus took it a step further and he says, I've gone and I've taken the keys of the kingdom of God. He's given unto me. And he says, whatever you ask in my name, that shall it be done for you. And he's saying, the keys that I now have, these are now your keys. And these keys will unlock certain things, and they'll unlock certain doors that God has for you. It's up to us as his children to say, you know what? Just like my kids, when, when we drive home today and we go up to our house, I'm not going to go into the house first 
and, and stand inside the door and, and wait for my kid to knock and ask if they can come in. But you know what? My house is their house. That's their home. Are you with me today, church? And everything beyond that door belongs to them. All they have to do is say, you know what? That is my inheritance. That belongs to me. I'm going to go through that door and get everything that God has for me. Inheritance. What has God left to us? Parents, my question is, what, what are we leaving to our kids? What inheritance are we giving our kids? I want you parents, grandparents, to forget about the stuff that you have. Forget about your home. Forget about your cars. Forget about your bank accounts. Forget about your rings and your coin collection and your gun collection. Forget all about all of that stuff. That stuff's going to fade away someday. That stuff will have, when you're gone, your kids aren't going to want your stuff. They're going to want you. So what are we really leaving our kids? When, when we leave this earth, parents, grandparents, will we have left our kids and our grandkids a, a bad attitude? Will they remember it? Man, my dad was always mad. My mom, she was never happy. I can never do anything right. I'm, I'm glad she's gone. Man, my grandpa, he was, he was fit to be tied. He was upset about the world. Every time the news came on, he about had a coronary. coronary. That was old grandpa. My grandma, you know, I, uh, you know. What will, our, what will they say about us? What will they remember about us? Kids, what are, uh, parents and grandparents, what inheritance are we leaving our kids? Or, or will they say, man, I miss dad because dad always hugged me. Man, dad, dad showed me what it was like to love someone. For the dads that have girls in here, man, you better show your daughter what it's like for a man to hug her. She's going to find it somewhere else. Let her know what it's like for a man to hug her. So she doesn't seek that attention, that affection for someone. That's for a dad. That was from the Holy Ghost. I don't know who that was for. That's for a dad in here that's got a daughter. You, you need to be showing your daughter a little more affection. I guarantee you I kiss my daughter. I hug my daughter. She will know what it's like for a real man to hug her and what real affection is like. She will never beg for affection in my house. Come on, parents. My son is six years old. I still make him kiss me on the lips. I do. I do. I make him love me. I make him hug me. You know Harrison, man. You've seen him run all over this place. To get a hug from that guy, you've got to hold him down. He weighs as much as I do. And so I've got to wrestle him. But you know what? I'm going to make sure he knows what it's like for his dad to hold him and to hug him. And Holly's the same way. So I want them to know the inheritance that I'm passing to them. Like I opened up with scripture in the book of Leviticus where it tells us as parents that when we're walking along the roads, when we're sitting down for dinner, we're to take our kids, we're to sit them on our lap, and we're to talk to them about what God has done for us. What we saw God do, what, we, what he said to us, the things he's spoken to us, we're to pass that stuff down. Can I tell you my grandparents who are in the house today, and, and my grandparents who are in heaven, my mom's parents, both of them, golly grandparents, who, who helped raise us when my parents both worked, when John and I would go to, to my, my, my mom's parents' house and we would spend afternoons with them or when we'd go up to Oklahoma, Grandpa, we were on the farm that you had. We'd ride that tractor with you. Can I tell you, I watched my grandparents even show me their influence. And my grandpa would take my hands and he would put them on this big rototiller. I would... 70 pounds probably, and that thing weighed more than that. He would, he would show me how to work and what it was like to work during the day. Are you with me today, parents? We have an inheritance that we need to be passing down. Grandparents, you have an obligation as well. Don't think just because your kids, your grandkids are in your kid's house that, that somehow there is no obligation to you. No, even you as grandparents have something that you need to pass down to your grandkids. And may it be the godly things in life.
I believe God has given us a great opportunity to be great stewards over these precious commodities. I want you to stand to your feet all across this place today. As we close in prayer with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, before we move any further, this is something that we do every Sunday. If you're here today and, and you, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and, and, you know, there's something I've said that struck a chord with you when I talk about inheritance, and I said that, that God has given us His Son, Jesus Christ, as an inheritance, that, that God is the one that has passed that inheritance unto us. Please, no one moving or talking during this time. It's a very important, special time. That God has sent His Son to be an inheritance for us. And that we can receive Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you don't know if you're ready to meet the Lord. You're here today and you know what? I don't know if I'm ready to, to meet Jesus Christ. I don't know that I would make heaven my eternal home. You say, Pastor Matt, when you pray, I want you to remember me. If you would raise your hand just right where you're at. You can put it down when you're done. This man in the back. Anyone else? Now you can just look at me. We're going to close in prayer. How many here today, you know, Pastor Matt, I want you to pray for my family. Anyone? I'm sure a lot of hands. Kids, you want us to pray for you and your mom and dad? You know what? I know there's some single parents in the house today that it's even probably doubly as tough as you. We're gonna, we have a whole, whole thing just for you as well coming up. I know it's tough. It's tough as parents. Grandparents, I know it's tough. You, you've got in, you, you're, you're influenced. I get it. We're, we're in the same world. We're in the same culture. But I believe that through healthy families, we can have a healthy church. I believe that with all my heart. I believe if we have unhealthy families, we will have an unhealthy church. And that may sound really cliche to you, but you know what? That is so spiritual. When the house is wrong, my staff is here today. I forgot to introduce them. Pastor Ben and Jenny right here. Wave your hands in the air. You guys never get to see them because they're, they're taking care of your kids on Sunday. And, and their whole team who volunteer every Sunday, rarely ever get to be in church. They're in here today, and I'm so glad that you guys get to be in adult church and worship and be with us. We're so glad and honored to have you. Yes, give them. That's an appropriate time. Clap. You know what? I just want you to know, I, I, we don't, we don't, pra we practice what we preach is what I should say. I don't say we don't. We practice what we preach. My staff is in here. I'm going to let you go. We can they can verify this. But I tell them, family first. Family first. Your family becomes before this job. Your family comes before this church. If you can't get it right at home, you can't get it right outside of home. Dads and moms, grandparents, get it right in the house. You'll get it right in life. Get your stuff together. Be an adult. Grow up. Stop the bickering in front of your kids. Let that stuff go. Have a healthy home. A healthy home makes, makes for a healthy church. I believe God is going to do some healing here today. We're going to close in prayer. I'm going to ask all of our prayer partners, our staff, our, our elders to join us at the front. I know the kids are up here. I'm about to give a formal dismissal. So it'll create some space. But parents, if you're here today, maybe you have kids up front. You say, you know what? I want to come and pray with my kids. If you're a guest for the first time today, we close out every service this way. We believe that what happens here in the next few moments could change your life forever. When you come to this altar and if you have one of us pray with you or maybe you just get your kid and you find a place up here to kneel and pray and just book in today. Allow God to unpack what, what I've said to you, what He's spoken to you today. Allow Him to, to share in your life. We're going to close in prayer. Let me just bless you. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I ask you to be with us today. Go before us every step we take, every mile we make today. May we honor you in all that we say and all that we do today, God. We ask this in your precious name. Be with our kids. In your name, Jesus. Amen. So be